This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Good evening, listeners. It's so good once again to be with you and to be able to share with you what is on our hearts and what is so, so very important. And, um, of course, this is the first program of the month that we are going to go into and uh, we are going to be talking about denial and change and how den- uh, breaking away from denial is so important so that we are able to change. And and last month we spoke to about um, a, Christ-centered a Christ-centered recovery program. And uh, if you missed any of those and you want to re-listen or even previous months. Or get uh, someone else to listen. Yeah. Go to uh, www.kpulpa.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. Listen to a podcast and copy the link and send it to a friend who you think may need that specific uh, podcast. Um, So it's such a privilege for us to be with you again. And I'm so glad that uh, Suki is with me. And uh, hi, Suki. Who <laughs> <laughs> I came in long ago. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very good. Talk about denial is uh, such an important topic. Um, we were thinking because uh, as we deal in this program, we deal with addiction, and denial is such a in, such a. Um, Subtle thing, yeah, and, and but it's it's, it's so it's so part of addiction mm, because mm, mm. most often when people have a struggle are addicted, they don't think they are. Yeah, and I think that is why this the quote that you have here, Suki, is um, denial is a powerful coping mechanism to delay facing the truth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so easily we we say to ourselves we are living in reality, but then we are full of denial about what is happening in our lives. Yes, indeed. I remember also in our situation when, um, when you struggled with the addiction. For a long time, I didn't it was in denial too because I didn't know it was an addiction. Mm. I knew you struggled with porn, you told me, mm-hmm. and I thought we're going to pray this away mm-hmm. and I'm going to pray and we're going to fight and in the name of Jesus, this thing will go. Mm. I did not think, um, it was only after years when I came to the realization that I think you you are addicted yeah. because you couldn't stop. And especially with you, I remember that um, your addiction wasn't frequent. Uh, with some people, it's, you know, it's an everyday thing. But with mm. you, it was once in a few months. And so that was hard to 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 realize that it was an addiction. No, but that was very much what was happening in my head and my heart, Suki. Um, uh, firstly, I thought, I've got this under my thumb. Uh, I'll be able to deal with this. Uh, it's not very often. And it's not very severe. And... Um, Every time I promise I I will not do it again, but I do do it again. And uh, it was only when you very strongly encouraged me to do an online test whether I have an addiction or not Mm. that I was actually very shocked to realize, even if it was just a a slight bit of an addiction, I had a sexual addiction. Mm. 
And it was only at that point where I realized I have a sexual addiction that I started earnestly, uh, maybe two out of ten, uh, oh. to seek a way to change it and a, a way to stop. Mm. And, uh, and most of those efforts were my own efforts. So when you look back now, you say two out of ten, because then you thought it was earnestly. You probably yes. thought it was eight out of ten, right? <laughs> yeah. But when you look back, you think earnestly wasn't that earnest. Yeah. So actually mm. you were still in denial. You just started facing that. There might be a slight problem, problem, but you didn't realize how big it is. I didn't realize how big it so was. So I think no. when we talk about denial, it's not only denial for the person struggling with the addiction, but also for the family members. Mm. Because sometimes, especially the mom of a child that struggles with an addiction, can just say that, well, it's not such a problem. He's fine. He's a good child. You know, he's trying his best, right? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't help the situation at all. So, so like with me, because we were missionaries at the time, Mm -hmm. and that's why we're presenting this program to a church audience. Because we know, according to statistics in America, that... Up to how what sixty percent of people in churches struggle with pornography. Um, the statistics, uh, according to um, a, a blocking program or an accountability program called Covenant Eyes, mm. that you install that one can install on the computer. So that's one of the tools people can use. They say that um, there are at least seventy percent of Christian men that struggle with some form at some level of sexual addiction. Mm. And sadly to say, it's not only the men, but they say Mm. the statistics tell them that 20% of Christian women struggle with such an addiction. I think it was more. I think it was between 20 and 40% Mm. even. And then um, that there are actually Christian leaders or of churches, whether they are deacons, mm. elders, or pastors, about 60% of them that may not struggle with a, a deep-rooted and a severe addiction, but they have some struggle mm. uh, of a sexual struggle. Mm. Um, and that's why it's so important to talk about it on a mm. program like this, because mm. I think many people might say, Hmm. You know, this is uh, as a church audience that you're talking to. Why do you even mention these mm. things? It's uh, despicable. <laughs> mm. But we all know that we are sinners, eh? But that's what that's why Suki Jeremiah uh, six forty one in uh, the particular translation says, um, "You can't heal a wound by saying it's not there." Mm. And and mm. I think very often. Uh, we try and think it away uh, or try hope that time will heal it mm. and it will just go away. Mm. And very often, um, even leaders in the church uh, see it that way. They say, oh, it's not such a big problem. Um, we're going to go through this quick, quick, and uh, we're going to sort this out. Mm. And also because of shame. Hey, mm. We don't realize shame is such a subtle thing. Mm. Jesus died for our shame. But so often we don't even realize we have shame. And I think shame is such a prevalent thing in churches when these these problems shouldn't be there. Mm. We think, well, that's what the Bible says. I mean, it's no news for anybody. Everybody mm. knows this is wrong. Why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And why do you keep doing it if you shouldn't be doing it? Yeah. And especially for us on the mission field, it mm. was a very shameful thing for me 
because and I couldn't speak. Mm. I couldn't speak to other people mm-hmm. about this because I mean the all these holy missionary wives, and um, and the the amazing thing is that the Lord helped me to find one of those holy ladies whose husbands got exactly the same problem, and not even one. I eventually had four of them friends mm, mm, whose husbands mm, were struggling. Mm. So that is why it's so important to talk yeah. and to be honest and to be open, not with everybody. Yeah. We need to be discreet, you know. But with safe people. Sophie. Yeah, with safe people, to try mm. and find safe people that we can talk to because it takes us out of the denial, it takes mm. us out of the shame. And when we're out of the shame, then we can start talking about the problem. Yeah, so so you know this the denial, Suki, and mm. the shame. What it does, it disables our feelings, and and I can just remember how I struggled, just to be aware of my feelings mm. and to express them and give them a name, and what eventually happens is our denial freezes our feelings and um, they really need to be freed up and mm. uh, not freezed up but mm. freed up and uh, you know 2 peter 2:19 says they promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves to their destructive habits for a man is a slave of anything that he has conquered him Mm. A side effect of denial is is anxiety as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, but you were talking about a slave of anything that has conquered him. Yes, right. So that could be any addiction, whether it's gambling, whether it's internet. I think the internet is something we rarely talk about, but mm. so many of mm. us get addicted to our phones. It's the first thing we reach in the morning. And I know Frederick and I have been struggling a long time to try and say we're not going to touch that phone. We want to spend time with Jesus before mm. we touch the mm. phone, hey? Mm. And and also statistics say that a, a, that average, a person picks up your phone like hundreds of times a day. Mm. Never mind thousands, some mm. people. For mm. some people. So it's so important to realize if we have any habits that start taking us over, that start taking us away from Jesus, because all these things, these distractions, take us away from a relationship with ourselves, mm. because we don't have time to think, to contemplate relationship with others mm. and a relationship with God, because we we feel guilty, we know we shouldn't be doing it, and we keep doing it, and it takes us away from praying, from reading scripture, right? You know, Suki, um, deep down, we know we have a problem. Mm. Um, I mean, I knew I had a problem before mm. I thought it was an addiction or I realized it was an addiction. Mm. And, and, and that is exactly what denial is. You know, you have, you know, you have some type of problem, but mm. you continue to say, no, it's not such a big thing or you, 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 you know, you diminish it and you minimize it. Mm. And uh, it's, it, it's really a great problem mm. because we stay in denial and the denial uh, perpetuates our inability to start growing, our mm. inability to start to change. Mm. And it locks it, us into sin. It locks us into sin. And that sin and, and that denial breaks our intimacy with God, with others, and with ourselves. Mm. Listen, as we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back. Friedrich, I remember um, that I, I spoke about your issue with addiction and um, when we were on the mission field. 
and then for a long time that I myself was in denial about mm, your addiction. Mm, mm. And it was years when I realized that you might have an addiction when I started reading up about that. Mm. And then I also started reading up about my response. So I, I went into Christian websites of people talking about this. That's why it's so important for us to ask, because we want to get advice from other Christians, right? We don't mm. want to get advice from the world, I mean, that doesn't mean that everything they say is wrong. We can certainly learn from them. Mm. But I wanted to go to other Christian people that had a problem with this. Yeah. And I remember Marsha Means. Mm -hmm. She's Patrick Means' wife. And um, I can't remember what the website was called then. then. It's now Circles of Joy. And so listeners, feel free to go and look at that. Where she said, you cannot think it's going to stop. You mm. need to address it. You need to rock the boat. And that was very hard for me. Mm -hmm. So I had to realize first, I had to come out of denial about the addiction. And then I had to speak the truth in love, which mm -hmm. is not easy. Because if you do that, you're not going to be met with, oh, thanks for telling me. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Maybe you want to come in there. Yeah, no, Suki, it was, it was really um, because of the shame that I was experiencing it was very uncomfortable for me to hear that I have a problem. Um, so that kept me, the shame kept me in denial. And then also to think that you're going to be rocking the boat um, was also, it was frightening. Um, because to, I said I would tell the missions organization. Yes, yeah. So there, there were a number of ways. That wasn't the final spilling the apple cart. I think you mm. started rocking the boat by saying, are you going to share with our missions organization mm. um, what position we are in? Mm. Um, because it's it's not just an individual problem. It's a couple problem. It's affecting problem. us, yeah. It's actually a family problem. Mm. So it was affecting both of us. And um, so I eventually did share with the, uh, with the missions organization and... Uh, they offered some form of help, but it it didn't change me. Mm. It it didn't didn't change me. I needed something more desperate, mm. uh, a, a greater crisis to really start reaching out for help, because I was still trying all the harder to do it myself. So there were times when I really said. Um, that I would leave you. And it mm. wasn't a threat. It was just because I, I didn't think I could do it anymore. Mm. And that was very hard for me to get to that. And you know what, Frederick? I think a person's marriage can become like a like an idol. Mm. I mean, it, it sounds wrong now, right? Because we need to, to be faithful to our husbands. And the Bible says we shouldn't divorce. Mm. But where that almost becomes more important than my relationship with Christ and the effect that this whole thing is having on us mm. and me and us as a family. Mm. So it felt very wrong mm. when I said that. It felt terrible. It felt unkind. But actually... Mm. It didn't feel quite Christian, did it? Mm, it felt, <laughs> felt very unchristian. Mm. But mm. what effect did it have on you? Yeah, the effect that it had on me, the addiction, was that it was breaking my relationship with you, uh, breaking my intimacy with God and with you, with myself, with my our children. No, no. I mean, 
What effect did it have on you when I said, I think I would leave you, I can't oh, stay? Oh, yes, that, that was very, very important. And uh, we know that in the AA, they talk about the gift of desperation. Mm. And I was really at a point of desperation where I said, I don't want to lose my wife. I don't want to lose our family. I don't want to lose our career. I better start reaching out for help. Mm. So that's often what a person needs to mm. break through the denial, the truth. And not only the truth, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not threat, that's not what we're promoting here yeah. at all, but the realization of what the effect is of what you are doing on other people. Yeah, and I, and I think really it's, uh, it's not a threat, Suki. It's, um, I experience it as more of we are in a big mess, mm. and you were saying I'm not prepared to stay in this mess. Mm. unless you start doing something to change. Mm. And I think that is the point that, uh, that I eventually got to, to realize, but how serious and how uh, badly I had affected you and, and, and so forth. And here I just want to speak to partners, especially the women, or it could be the husbands of someone that struggles with an addiction, um, how hard it is for you to own your truth and to, to acknowledge how this thing is destroying the family, how mm. it's destroying your relationship, and to be honest about it, because it's not easy to be honest, because when a person is honest, you're often met with a whole lot of denial that actually comes in the form of blame, right? Mm. Because the best way to get the attention away from the person where the problem is directed to is to project it on someone else. Mm. So... In those times, I remember you would blame me for things and uh, it wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I know I have a problem. Not at all. Mm. I, I can, I can r recall, Suki, that I actually started forming resentments, mm. resentments towards you for calling me out, mm. uh, for calling out the problem and uh, addressing it and speaking about it and not letting me be comfortable uh, in my denial. Yeah. Mm. And then also maybe pointing things out in me that might have been legitimate, that often were legitimate, mm. but that caused me to think I'm the problem. Yeah. yeah. So I, for years and years, I thought I was the problem. Mm. I was, I thought I was the one that caused you mm. because I, I maybe wasn't sexy enough. I wasn't good enough. I was too critical. So it took me so long to separate this and mm. to know this is not about me. An addiction is a deep-seated problem that needs help, and I cannot fix it. Mm. I haven't mm. caused it. I can't cure it, and I can't. I forgot the other C now. There's, there are three Cs. Mm. Um, but I, I'm not responsible for this, and I think this is very important what partners need to hear because it's often that that causes us not to speak out and to mm. keep on thinking, but we need to change. And I mean, all of us need to change. All yes. of us have problems and make mistakes. Mm. But this is the, the, the main thing is the addiction needs to be addressed. Yes, that's right. Mm. Okay. You know, the, I, I mentioned resentments just now mm. and uh, just the the very, very bad effect of denial that goes into resentments and how resentments can, I mean, they say um, in many of the groups, 
that resentment is one of the core obstacles, one of the main obstacles to change mm. Um, mm. when we carry resentments. It's like and a bitter root. Okay. It's a what bitter the Bible root. Calls yeah. it a bitter root. And, and, you know, from resentment comes judgment, um, not only of other people, but of myself and um, resenting of for what I had done. Yeah. Mm. Frederick, earlier I was thinking about Adam and Eve mm. and how they hid. Yes. Um, because hiding, the moment when we know that you did something wrong, we hide. Mm. And denial is like hiding, hey. Sometimes you know you're hiding. Other times you don't know you're hiding. Um, you just hide. Mm. You keep hiding. Mm. And you don't want anyone to open up whatever you're trying to hide. Mm. And yeah. if you're going to open up, then um, that person that's that's hiding is going to be, you, you know, it's going to come come for the person that's trying to open up this problem, right? Mm. I, I just see how um, Adam and Eve were actually in resenting each other and uh, and resenting God mm. um, because, because they were hiding. Adam was saying, uh, "It was this this woman gave me mm. fruit and." Lame. And, and I ate it. Mm. So that blame and becomes resentment because, and then he says, the woman you gave me. Yes, what a also, cheek. Yeah, saying that it is God's fault mm -hmm. um, and, and start resenting what had been given to him. Mm -hmm. And um, so resentment is really a, a core issue mm. in, uh, uh, in our addiction. And then Adam, that kept quiet when, mm. when Eve started eating the fruit. Yeah. And that's also a thing, hey, where um, men often keep quiet when they need to speak out. But uh, it was all. And then to think about what happened in Genesis 3 uh, with God that had come to the garden. Wasn't that beautiful, yeah. Frederick, when, mm. when he found them that um, the, he took away the fig leaves and he made clothes for them because they were covering up with mm. fig leaves. Mm. And that's part of the the denial, I think, that, that gets us to cover up. Mm. We try mm. ourselves to fix the problem and to mm. cover up the problem. Yeah, and that um, the clothes were made from camel's skin, mm. which required a sacrifice mm. of blood. blood. Mm. And, um, and eventually we know that Jesus died for us and he shed his blood for our shame, for our sins and our addictions. Mm. And uh, we need to go into that Christ-centered uh, recovery groups so that we may find healing and, um, and, and bettership. Mm. And also listen to programs like this. Get all the information you need. Mm. Because if a person needs to, to get out of denial, you need information to yes. help you to know is this really a problem? And if it's a problem, how to get uh, to address this problem? Yeah. And there is hope. Yes. That is the most wonderful thing of all, Suki. There is hope. Mm. And I often say that hope is spelt with a capital letter mm. because it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. And as we get to that point, Suki, let's uh, close off our program. And listeners, if you have uh, missed any of our previous programs uh, in the previous months, um, get to www.kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. And stay tuned in because we're going to speak to next the next two weeks to Gert Moorman and he's going to tell us, 
to tell talk a lot more about denial from the perspective of uh, a counsellor and also from the lives of these counsellees in his own life. Till next time, God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.